Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. FOMO. My name's Patrick McGinnis, and I'll admit it, I have FOMO. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you do too. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you learn to channel your FOMO productively, you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process. This is FOMO Sapiens After Hours, the snackable show about how you can make FOMO a force for good. Welcome to After Hours, FOMO Sapiens. So glad to have you here with me. I'm going to admit something to you. (laughs) It's a little embarrassing. I totally messed up. Listen to this one. So... We ran our episode a couple weeks back with Sunil Gupta talking about Backable, and we recorded a question at the end with Sunil that I wanted to run for After Hours. And and actually, in the episode, I say, like, we'll talk about that more on After Hours. And then I forgot, and I did something totally different. I had other things on my mind about pitches and things like that, which is what I ended up putting on the show. And then I was listening back to the episode on the subway on Saturday night. I was coming home and because I want to take an Uber, but it was $60. What the heck, Uber? And so I took the subway at one in the morning. And thankfully, it's safe now in New York to do so. And I was listening to the episode because I really liked that one. So I was like, ah, oh, such a good episode. I love Sunil. He's so impressive. And I heard that bit where I said we were going to talk about part of the interview in After Hours, and I totally realized that I hadn't done it, and I was like, oh, man. So I am fixing my mistake. And what we're going to talk about today is something that Sunil is doing in the kingdom of Bhutan. And Bhutan is a country that I find really interesting. I first visited, actually, the only time I visited was in 2004, right after I guess I got out of business school. I was with a couple of friends, and we flew via Calcutta, Kolkata now, to Paro, the capital of Bhutan, and we climbed some mountains. And back then, nobody went to Bhutan. It was really, I think they had like six or 12,000 visitors a year. And, and now it's still not that visited, but obviously there's a lot more tourism. There's all kinds of fancy hotels. Not when I was there. There were no fancy hotels. It was really cool. It was very rustic. And so I just love the country. And so when I read this thing in Sunil's bio, it made me feel a lot of feelings. And so that's what we're going to talk about today on the show. And so, listen, I already have this recorded. I saved it from the original interview. So why don't we do this? We're just going to jump right in. I'm going to basically pick up in the conversation where we start talking about Bhutan. So here we go. Sorry for the mistake, everybody, but thanks for your patience and action. When I read your bio, I'm going to be very honest with you. You... You gave me a lot of FOMO. Why did I have the FOMO? I had the FOMO because I went to the kingdom of Bhutan in the year 2004, back when I think it was not very visited. There were no international hotels. I spent some time there. I, you know, I did all the stuff that a person does. 
And I thought it was an amazing place. They don't allow cigarette smoking, which, by the way, is just a major, I mean, it's just a nice thing to do for your people. Yeah. And they measure gross national happiness instead of GDP, gross domestic product. Now, I read in your bio that you are, this is, this like threw me for a loop. I almost fell off my chair. You are, uh, you've created the National Happiness Center in America. You have partnered with Bhutan to do that. Yeah. So number one, just tell us about that because that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I would love to hear about your trip in 04. I'll tell you about my trip, which was in, in 2018. Um, I had just lost my election and I was actually looking to uh, escape politics. But when I got there, I got so enamored by the way that they they measure progress, the way that they the, the way the country is run. It, like any other country, it has its imperfections. But the North Star of gross national happiness was just fascinating to me. This idea that it's not GDP, you know, GDP is a factor, but it's not, it's not the end, right? It, it leads to something else, which is the happiness of our people. And there were a couple of things that stood out to me. One is that, you know, as I dug in, I, I had a chance to spend time with, with the research team out there. And some of these people have been on this team now for, for decades. I mean, they, they've been measuring it this way for over 50 years. And I asked him a couple questions that I, that I think that really led me to a couple places. One question I asked is, how did this, how did this happen? How did, how did Bhutan actually shift to this idea of gross national happiness? And the person that I spoke to was like, oh, you don't know the story? And I, you don't know? And I, and I said, I said, actually, no, I don't. She's like, it didn't come from Bhutan. It came from the United States. I'm like, what? So as it turns out, when Bobby Kennedy was running for president, 1968, his, his entire platform was really built around this idea that we, we are measuring progress in this country in, in the wrong way. In fact, if you go on YouTube right now, you can, if you search for Bobby Kennedy and GDP, you'll see some of the speeches that he gave around this. But I think when he was assassinated, I think that idea sort of I think died with him. But there was a young king across the world that was paying really close attention and was like, I think that that's right. And that's, that's what I want to do. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to NetSuite.com slash FOMO. That's NetSuite.com slash FOMO. NetSuite.com slash FOMO. And that's how Bhutan started to adopt this idea of gross national happiness. I thought that was really interesting. The, the, the other thing that, that, that really struck me is that I asked them, you know, as you go you know, you go town to town, village to village, you're surveying people and you've been doing this for a long time. Is there a single question that you can ask that would really give you a, a pretty good sense 
of somebody's level of happiness? And they said, yeah, as a matter of fact, there is. The question is, if, if you were in real trouble right now, who could you call and know with 100% certainty that that person would be there for you? They believe that the answer to that question, people who can answer that question clearly, are much more likely to be happy. But there's a twist. And the twist is, whose list are you on? Who can you call? Who can call you and know with 100% certainty you are going to be there for them? They believe that's equal or or even a greater driver of happiness. Um, I, and again, I, I kind of fell in love with with this idea that like it's not a line; it's it's a circle. It's it's all about community, right? And and maybe it's maybe it's saying something that we already know, but in in a different way. But we are social creatures, and we thrive off of community. So uh, one of the ideas that I had when I when I was when I was there is you know why don't we start to to, to figure some things out we're in a we're in a pretty we're in a pretty I think uh, different time in our country this is 2018 at this point in time we're two years into the into the Trump presidency and I think we're trying to figure out a lot of stuff and I think that you know if, if, if I think if that time did did anything for us one thing it did do is had us question everything right like it almost seemed like everything was on the table and I think it still is and so if there's if there's ever a time for us to be having conversations about you know fundamental things like how do we measure progress uh, I think the time is now. And so I, I, I started to uh, set up this center here in, you know, is the first time that Gross National Happiness has had a center here in the United States. And the idea is to, it, at least to begin with, just to start having conversations at all levels, at the national level, state level, local level, um, with people in Bhutan who are close to the data, who, who, who you know, can tell you both the pros and cons, like can, can have honest conversations of what it's like to run a country this way so that we might, we might, get, some, we might get some ideas. Because like, I think, again, like, you know, there is an argument to be made that, that, that now, now is the time, especially as we look at what's been happening with you know, the COVID sort of case climb and I think just overall deaths. I mean, I remember at one point in time just looking at my television screen and seeing the stock market climb as the death toll rose, they were both moving in the same direction. I think we've all kind of come around to this idea that like what's happening with GDP and what's happening with economic growth isn't really reflective of what's really happening in individual lives and, and certainly overall happiness. Now, what is your official title at this initiative? I just, you know, I, so my, my, a couple, a couple people who were, who were there in Bhutan with me, we are co-founders. We co-founded this thing. We don't have a, we don't have official titles right now. If you ever need a deputy co-founder, I'm fine <laughs> right now. That's all I want to say. I don't even need a title, but whatever you need, I want to be involved. You're in, man. You're. I mean, I we need we need. I think we need all the help we can get. I mean, we talk about sort of shifting a fundamental conversation. You know, I think that that's like an all hands on deck moment. All right, FOMO sapiens, you heard it here first. We're gonna switch to gross national happiness. Thanks a lot, Sunil. Thanks, Patrick. FOMO. Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.